Welcome to It's a Nice Place to Brew with Jason and George, a show about all things beer and beer making. Gentlemen, please broadcast responsibly. Welcome to A Nice Place to Brew. And uh, we'll start it off and say a happy belated Thanksgiving, everybody. At uh, the time of this recording, it is the uh, day after Thanksgiving. George, how are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. Good. Yeah. We uh, had something that we wanted to share with you guys, a kind of special um, use of the beer that we think uh, you guys could possibly use for Christmas or just, you know, a random Tuesday. Yes. We always talk about beer in the sense of beer making, being a homebrew podcast, and of course, the enjoyment of, of drinking a beer. Uh, we had a new experience over uh, over the Thanksgiving this year, which was yesterday, uh, and uh, we found a uh, additional use for beer that uh, that is worth uh, worth noting. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh, about how this all came together and kind of what the end result was. I gotta uh, for starters here. I gotta give a lot of credit to BYO Magazine. Um, the idea of this uh, of, of this uh, project came from uh, from this magazine. I have it here in front of me, and I'm uh, okay. Here's uh, here it is. It's BYO Magazine. It's the November 2015 edition. Um, what uh, sparked my uh, my initial reading on this was an extensive article about Maris Otter um, malts, and George and I have both uh, grown very partial to Maris Otter. Uh, as it's been uh, used in our last couple of recipes, and we're planning some new ones as well. But looking deeper into the magazine, there is an article about uh, using homebrewed beer to make a turkey brine. It being Thanksgiving time, it was a, the perfect timing to come out with the article. Uh, I initially read the article when I was on a on a plane going to Cleveland, Ohio, for, uh, to do some business, and. The timing was just perfect because we were talking about our Thanksgiving plans, about uh, joining some friends in, uh, here, in, here in the area where we live. And it just got me thinking, this cannot be coincidence. This, this needs to happen. So I told George about, uh, about what I'd found, and he said, have at it. So, George, what was your first thought when, uh, when, that, when that first came up? Did, did, did the idea of using homebrewed beer in, as, a, as a turkey brine to sound really off the rails or does that sound kind of like it makes sense no you know i was more intrigued than anything because i was wondering how much of that actual beer flavor was going to get infused into the turkey or if it was just going to be another source of kind of a salt savory kind of flavor so i was very intrigued really and so when you brought this up you know i like you said i said let's go for it and you kind of took the reins on it you know Grab the old company turkey, you know, which <laughs> yes, I apparently did. is a thing that still happens at some companies, and <laughs> and and made with the brining. So, <laughs> to give some details about the uh, about the recipe, there is an extensive list of ingredients that uh, that make up the brine in addition to the beer. Uh, I'll read off a few uh, real quick. There's water, ice, salt, uh, brown sugar, peppercorns, bay leaves, uh, thyme, yellow onions. Carrots, celery, garlic, lemon, orange, and roughly about three quarters of a gallon of home brewed beer. For this recipe, we used our brown ale, which we brewed about two, three, two or three months ago. About two months ago. About about two months ago. 
So the timing was perfect. The beer was more than ready, and this is all all just came together. So the recipe recommends a uh, duration of at least twenty four hours uh, in the brine uh, before before completion, and we had uh, right on twenty four hours. So just kind of walking through a time timeline of the week. I went to work on Tuesday. I went to class on Tuesday. Got home Tuesday night. Uh, chopped up all the ingredients, put them in a big uh, brining bag, poured the beer in, and put it in the fridge overnight. So it had the uh, overnight period to cool to its appropriate temperature. And uh, woke up early Wednesday morning, unpacked the turkey, took all the parts out, and uh, and put it in the brine about uh, about seven o'clock in the morning. And uh, had a good solid 24 hours in the uh, with all the elements just kind of coming together and uh, pulled it out early Thanksgiving morning. Well, you know, we had to make sure that the beer was good. So round about 5.30 Wednesday night, I came over, see how things were going, and we had a sampling of the brown ale that was brining just to make sure that everything was above board. And oh, it's that, important. You know, That's it's important. absolutely important. Yeah. So, you know... A pint or two later, and we decided, yes, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that so. we did. That we did. Um, I am not a chef by any means. George, George here is much more well-versed in the, uh, the arts of, uh, of cooking than I am. So this was really uncharted territory for me. Uh, but fortunately, I had a great resource in BYO Magazine. And I had great friends who uh, answered many questions for me and were around uh, the, every every moment when uh, when I needed them to be. And uh, yeah, so that uh, that brings us to Thanksgiving Day when uh, the turkey came out, uh, had its uh, had its time to kind of rise to a room temperature before we uh, before we started baking it. And uh, yeah, so we put it on a. <laughs> put it on a roaster, put it in with a little bit of what sage, right? Yes. And yeah, there, then... was sa- there was sage within the cavity. And also, uh, I learned something just uh, uh, right at the beginning of the roasting because there, there was a decent depth to the uh, roasting pan, and it allowed for, uh, for us to kind of throw in just a small, small kick of water that, uh, that just kind of sat at the bottom of the roaster. And it makes perfect sense because that water is going to evaporate mm-hmm. with the high heat of the oven, and that's going to further f- further give moisture to the meat. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so you put it in there for a couple hours. I can't remember. You know, turkeys are what is it, twenty minutes per pound? I believe right Something about like that. that. Yeah. So keep that in mind when you're when you're doing your turkey, and then right at the end, you flipped it over to make sure that everything was able to brown correctly, right? To be specific, uh, it was at one hundred and forty degrees. The meat was it was at was right at 140 degrees when we turned it. Okay, yeah. And just between because your final temperature is 160 degrees. That's pretty universal, to my understanding. Um, and it's only on those last 20 degrees where you have the turkey right side up. Okay. And the logic behind that is when you start off by baking the turkey upside down, it's basically basting itself as it's as it starts its its temperature rise. To clarify, upside down in turkey world is with breast side down. Thank you. So, um, so you you start it with breast side down to make sure that that moisture and that uh, is is kind of locked in there, and then you flip it over, give it a little bit of brown, 
And yeah, so one of our friends is a um, is a chef, as it were. Yes. And she is she runs a local spice shop, and she was nervous about this prospect. <laughs> <laughs> I had full faith and confidence, but she was nervous about this prospect for good reason. You know, and, and I'm not I, like I said, I'm not a black belt cook by any means. Um, our friend, on the other hand, is yeah, uh, and she knowingly was giving this job to an amateur and but thanksgiving dinner for 10 people was now riding on my ability to put this together it was but you know in her words it was either going to be your greatest triumph or your worst failure exactly and you know you called your shot and hit it out of the park (laughs) man it was it was good it was tender uh the the what, for those of you who don't know, brine, what that typically does is it helps to break down the the connections and proteins in the meat and helps to tenderize it rather than, you know, beating the crap out of it with a mallet or anything like that. So it helps to tenderize the meat. And the beer, along with the other ingredients, did exactly that. It tenderized the meat, made it nice and juicy, and, uh, and yeah, it, you know, it was a... Um, a smashing success, as it were. <laughs> well, thank you very much. No, I couldn't. I couldn't be happier with how with how it came out. E- everything about it was just was just great. You know, it couldn't couldn't have worked out couldn't have worked out better. It was a great Thanksgiving day. Great friends. Great food. Great beer. Great beer. Yes, because yeah. the brown ale became a part of the turkey, and it became a part of Thanksgiving day as we brought a keg of it there and got to enjoy it throughout the day. Which is a new Thanksgiving tradition, I think. You know, the old. I'm all for you, it. you have your turkey, your ham, your keg of beer. I think that that's a good, good tradition. Yeah, a keg of brown ale. <laughs> a keg of brown ale. <laughs> it also got us talking about uh, all the beers that we've made over the past year, and there's been a lot. Um, the brown ale just kind of came together very quickly, and wasn't exactly seen in the early part of our. Uh, brewing schedules as kind of an ideal style that we were going for. It just kind of came together and just kind of happened exactly the way it should have because the brown ale has become one of our one of our better finished products. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we've learned a lot this year, which was kind of the intent of this year. We wanted to learn and we wanted to teach in, in temperature control and timing and everything has become so critical to what we do and we had to make some adjustments with the brown ale but it you know the temperature control and everything was right there where it needed to be and the body the there's a little bit of sweetness but there's a a good amount of uh bitter as well in the uh in the brown ale and it's just it's quite good and there's five grains in it too yeah it was originally going to be four and at the recommendation of our friends at chicago brew works they recommended a fifth one, and you know it's a better product as a res- as a result. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I believe that was the biscuit malt, right? Yes. Yeah. So we added that in, and I think you know it did add a little bit of a kind of a cracker bread type consistency and right. a little bit of a mouthfeel there, and I think that's kind of what kicked it up to the next level. So, yeah. So. You know, we're we've been reading BYO more and trying to get you know some new information and you know this this recipe kind of jumped out at Jason and I'm personally glad it did uh, and I think that um, you know we may be featuring some things from that you know kind of moving forward as well. Uh, we are going to uh, link to the article 
on our website. I just pulled it up because pretty much everything BYO does in their magazine, they do on their website as well. The uh, full version of the articles. The full on Full version of the articles on the website. Great. So I'll I'll link that on our on our page. So. Uh, at the time of this recording, it is uh, early Friday morning during the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, George and I will be heading out to Chicago Brewworks uh, in uh, in not much time, as we're going to acquire some more ingredients, and we're also going to finish a uh, finish a recipe today for a Scotch ale. This is a, a new style for us, uh, one that we've enjoyed for a long time, and not one that we've played around with a uh, with a recipe all that much. But the uh, prospect of doing this is pretty exciting. Yeah, I've had some really good ones and, to be honest, some disappointing ones recently. So I'm hoping to kind of put a recipe together. We can go out, kind of nail that, and and get it done. So Yeah. Can you believe it's almost the end of the year now? Yes. This has been one hell of a year. It ha- it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it absolutely has. But, I mean, in, in the course of doing all this, it's just amazing just how much uh, – how much our product has grown, how much our knowledge base has grown. It's it's really been a year unlike unlike any others as as far as as far as doing this for us. Yeah. And and we're hoping to expand what we're able to provide to you guys, our listeners, and exp- you know, tell your friends we're we're looking to expand our our listener base and get some ideas from you guys as, as to what you want to hear. So, um as we're kind of looking at the end of the year looking into what's what's going to happen next year i think uh some conversations with you guys is going to be the a key for us and there's many ways to do that we have our social media pages we're on twitter at nice place to brew on instagram at a nice place to brew uh or you can leave us a review on itunes uh we we read those in detail um well, I should say we read those in detail because right now we don't <laughs> don't have one. So, if you uh, if you uh, venture over to our iTunes page and become our f- uh, first reviewer, we will uh, will at the very least send you a personalized thank you for uh, for providing a review to us. No, we we want to expand this product. We want to make this a better product, and we want to better serve the uh, uh, community of people that uh, that brew beer just as we do. Yeah, absolutely, and you know. This is this is our passion. It's not what we're doing full time. Unfortunately, we uh, it's a little bit more complicated than that to start a business, which I'm sure we'll talk to uh, speak to in more in depth sometime in, in the next year. Yes. Um, but it's so it's not something that we can do full time. But it is our passion, and it is something that we want to expand. We okay, so we're kind of obsessive, both of us, just <laughs> our personality. We're just yeah. a little obsessive. Yeah. So it, we want to expand our knowledge. We want to expand what we can teach to people and you know what we can provide to people as well in, in the form of entertainment or ideas or, you know, uh, whatever comes in the future. So Well said. Well said. Well, again, a belated uh, thank, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, as we start the holiday season, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, this will not be our last show for the year. Uh, we've at least uh, we're not planning for this to be the last show of the year. Hopefully, no, we'll have we, we'll have at we least one more. Yeah, yeah, I think we, at least at least one more before the end of the year. So we'll get a chance to say happy holidays again. But uh, hope everyone has a uh, has a great long weekend, and uh, we look forward to uh, to our next shows and our next projects as well. So. Uh, we do not have uh, beer glasses in front of us, being an early uh, early hour of the day. But we are both drinking uh, some some very delicious tea, and we yeah. do have glasses, so we can at least uh, 
we can at least uh, sign off appropriately. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the first equipment failure of the entire show. <laughs> It was going so well. The microphone's attacking. Uh, (laughs) It takes a lot of good beer to make great beer. And that being said, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.